This is the Doctor, President-elect of the High Council of Time Lords. I am definitely a madman with a box. Anyone for Jelly, baby? I'm the Doctor. I'm 904 years old. I'm from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Castabras. Who fans and welcome to the Big Blue Box for Podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And this is our special interview episode. We like a good interview episode, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is going to be a good one. It will be a good one. It's been ages since we've done one. It was Mr. Andy before. That's right, yeah. Um, Mr. Andy Frankamanum, from those of you who don't know, is the author and overseer of the awesome um, Lethbridge Stewart novels of just come out and will be released over the coming year and so so on yeah it's a new one coming out very soon actually yeah, looks very good see if, see if we can get him back on to talk about that one so we would normally go through and rattle off the news and blah 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 etc etc um but as adam and i are kind of underneath it and very busy at the moment we thought that we would just do a special for our daphne ashbrook interview mm. instead of just slotting it in we'll dedicate an entire episode to grace Yes, because we've got lots of things we want to talk to her about, so we, we figured it would be worth having some quality time. Yes. We, um, we just recently um, did our review of the Doctor Who, Doctor Who movie, um, and you guys, and there was a common theme, wasn't there, Adam, that came out from your guys' comments and a kind of general opinion anyway, is, uh, anyways, that Daphne and um, the character of Grace is normally very well received and well reviewed and people want to see more of her in Doctor Who and so on yeah and that prompted you to um, have a chat should we say yes. literally yeah I was going to say on Twitter yeah I was just amazed how um, you know the wonders of modern technology yeah Daphne uh, retweeted us um, which was very kind of her uh, retweeted the podcast episode and um, yeah we just sort of got chatting uh, all three of us didn't we really Yeah. and um, I just sort of casually said well if you'd like to come on the podcast anytime we'd be more than happy to to have you on and almost straight away she replied sure and i couldn't believe it so yeah it was awesome yeah yeah absolutely brilliant so very pleased that we've we've got her on today so kind of best mates now i guess yeah i'm, I'm thinking so besties <laughs> yeah bffs yeah she's lovely as well she's really yeah. cool to talk to yeah she's got a lot of insight into the whole world of doctor who around that time and um yeah, a couple of times. A couple of times during that interview, I was like, "Oh, really?" There are a few things that that she mentioned that I thought, "Wow, I didn't realise that was a reason for X, Y, Z, or or mm. something happening." So, um, yeah, really interesting one. Yeah, some nice little insights uh, come up, didn't they, as we were talking? I mean, she is lovely to talk to. I mean, we we could have probably chatted for at least another couple of hours, I think. So yeah, uh, but which which we may end up doing because she very kindly. Um, said about having a drink together at uh, a convention in Chiswick, didn't she? So um, I'm definitely going to take her up on that offer. Yes, have a pint or two. Yeah, yeah. So without further ado, let's crack on with our interview with Daphne Ashbrook. Thank you. Yay. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. How are you? I'm very good. We're very well. Thank you. Great. So you... um, Daphne, you're based over in uh, the US. Are you on the east or the west side? West. West. Okay. So is it nice and sunny, hopefully? 
it is very sunny today and very warm. We are having a bit of a heat wave again, but that's normal this time of year. So cool. you got to put up with it. Yeah. Okay. How about you guys? What's the weather like over there? Well, <laughs> it's well, it was really good. Mm. It, we had like 30 degrees for a few days. Uh, but now it's gone back to standard UK. It's like grey, rain. Yeah, today's been a bit of a bit of a grey one. If you could send a bit of that sunshine our way, that'd be great. <laughs> oh, I'd be happy to, just so long as you send back the cold and the... I love the cold weather, actually. Do you? I have a, yes, I have a whole armoire filled with wonderful sweaters that I very rarely get to wear. So. Ah. <laughs> All right. Okie dokie. Um, yeah, so if, uh, you've, you've been over to the UK plenty of times, haven't you? I'm sorry? You've been over to the UK plenty of times. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, several so, times. Uh-huh. Yeah, so you know what the weather's like. You get to wear your sweaters here, I guess. Yes, I bring them with me. <laughs> the only trouble is then you have to pack them, and that adds a whole bunch of luggage. So, uh, yeah. But it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, suitcase, yeah. Uh, right, yeah. So, um, so thank you very much um, uh, for joining us and uh, sparing some time. Um, we're going to kick right off some questions for you, because we reviewed the, um, the Doctor Who movie recently on the show. And one oh, of the th- cool. yeah one of the themes that um, that we kept coming back to, and some of our listeners also uh, commented on as well, um, was just how how good you were as a companion uh, in the movie. Thank that you. yeah, that was a theme that kept popping up quite a lot, wasn't it, Adam? That um, yeah. Uh, and one of the things that we got a lot from our listeners and so on was, um, oh, Grace was such a great companion, and why can't we see more of Grace and um, you know grace was so good so um when we tweeted you about when that show went out um it was really really cool that you replied to us pretty much straight away uh, (laughs) on twitter so that was very cool so um we thought what what a better way to what a good way to to forward on from that episode and and get some questions to you than bring you on a podcast so we're going to get to some of our um questions that some of our listeners have have asked um a little bit later, but I want to kick off with a question for you. Um, and that was, um, how did you um, find out about the role initially for the for the movie? Because it wasn't a standard um, uh, thing where it was a, a US or a Canadian uh, production that you would normally see. It was a, a, a small British program, really. So how did you find out about the role? And what did, were you interested straight away? Or was it something you had to be talked into? Well, Oh no, I didn't have to be, <laughs> nobody had to convince me. I, um, I, uh, actually didn't know anything about Dr. Who. Um, I have since learned, you know, that there were many kind of underground Americans that had been fans for years. Um, but I, I didn't know anything about it. Um, it was kind of a standard thing for me as far as I was called in like any other audition um, uh, they'd sent me the script to read before my first read. And, um, I really loved the script. I thought it was extremely interesting and I'd never, as I, as I said before, I didn't know anything about it. So right. I thought this whole regeneration thing and, um, and obviously really strong character to play. Um, and, uh, I didn't know who was going to be playing the doctor initially. Um, okay. and then went in, auditioned. Love the people that I met, um, Philip Siegel, um, I believe Matthew Jacobs was there, and then of course Jeffrey Sachs, director, was there, and 
um, had a really great read. And then I, I believe I got a call back. I went back in and read again. Um, and the next thing I know, I got the job. And then I learned who was playing the doctor. And I happened to be a f- big fan of Whitnell and I. Oh, and right, yes. so I knew who Paul was. And I was very excited after that to learn that I would be working with him. Um, you cross your fingers that you're going to get along with who, whomever you're going to be playing. So, <laughs> I mean, I, pretty much every scene I had, I was he was in the scene with me. So yeah. I was just hoping that we would get along. Um, I already knew he was a great actor. Um, and then found out fairly quickly that we were going to have a great time. Um, I met him for the first time when I went to Vancouver, and I had done a fitting and gotten some... Uh, also a, a fitting for eye contacts because when I went on the dark side and I had the weird eyes, oh, yeah. um, they yep. had to sort of get me ready for that. And I had done that and went in for um, a fitting and just asked if the, the wardrobe lady had any pictures of Paul because he'd already been there and had already done his fitting. So, um, and they, they snap Polaroids all the time. So they said, yeah, and they showed me his picture and he had he had no hair. I mean, his <laughs> hair was uh, really super short, and uh, I wasn't prepared for that. He kind of he wasn't smiling, and you know, Polaroids are kind of weird things. I mean, you're kind of an odd one out, I think, if you take a good Polaroid. So I was just sort of, <laughs> oh my god, he just looks pissed off. So I was kind of nervous, and then um, went from there to the reading um, where we read the whole script out loud and it was just Paul and I, Jeffrey, Matthew, Matthew and Philip. Um, and I sat next to Paul, um, which I found out later that he was like, Ooh, she's sitting right next to me. Why'd she sit next to me? There's all these chairs. <laughs> and, um, but I just assumed that they would want to sort of see us together. So, yeah. um, yeah, found that out later that he was all kind of weirded out that I sat right next to him, but uh, tough beans. We had a great time. <laughs> We read well together, and then afterwards, um, Paul asked Jeffrey, you know, who's, who's, who'd you get for the master? Who's going to be playing the master? And, uh, and they said, you know, Eric Roberts. And both of us sort of had the same reaction, because at first blush, he wasn't the person that we would have thought of for that part, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. There's so many other people that we had in mind, and so we both thought they were kind of messing with us and so we kind of chuckled and then they weren't kidding and so then we looked at each other and it was like we were on the same page immediately (laughs) and and um thought well this is gonna be interesting and you know and and it really was he was he was an interesting master you know sure um (laughs) so it was it was it was really a wonderful first meet with him and and then of course the shoot itself was just a delight all the way through we just had so much fun yeah, one of the and things. And for whatever I think we, reason, I think we worked well together. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's one of the things we picked up on when when we did our review was that the the you can tell that you're all getting on very well. You know, the, the cast work really well in the film together. So it seems like you and Paul are having a blast. I think we really did. I mean, um, I, I, it's kind of I don't really know how to explain why something works as well as it does right off the bat. But part of it is just you know that we had the same kind of work ethic. Mm -hmm. We worked really hard and we didn't complain. And, um, and I always like to, to sort of liken it to a really good ping pong match or a tennis match. 
you hit the ball over the net, the other person's going to be there to hit it back, and or you hope they will. And he was always there, and he was a very generous actor. And um, I always say he made me a better actor. And um, and I was really grateful to have him uh, right there beside me, or you know, he had my back, and um, which helped. And then of course I started to learn once I'd been cast, and once I was over there, and once I met Sylvester. Oh yeah. Um, we, we, you know, within the first week or so, we were all working together and, um, they started to sort of educate me <laughs> on, on what, um, what Dr. Who was all about and what I was about to embark on. Yeah. And I was going to ask if I'm you realized it was such a big deal. Yeah. No, I, not until they started explaining. And I, I still, until recently, I don't think I really understood the enormity of it. Um, but I, I started to get an inkling and, and I, I'm not going to lie. I, I actually was rather, um, a little intimidated, you know, I was mm. like, Oh my God, mm. a lot of people are counting on me. And I, <laughs> and I'm like the first American to be sort of in this position. And so I felt a, a, a bit of pressure to get it right. Um, and truthfully, I, I don't always get rules that are, on the funny side of things, which is too bad because I love doing that. I love playing that. Um, and it's, it's different than a dramatic piece. And so it was, it was a challenge. And again, with, with, with being able to having the good fortune to work with Paul just really helped. And Jeffrey was wonderful. Mm. And I thought the writing was clever. And honestly, uh, I, I always tip my hat to Philip Siegel. He spent seven long years, trying to get the rights to do this movie. And yeah. I also wonder, you know, would the new series have been picked up had the movie not been somewhere in the middle of that, you know, that big break all those years in, in between. Yeah, sure. I think um, a lot of fans see it as a, as a good sort of bridging between the two, don't they? Because there's a lot of elements from the movie that sort of are in the current series of Doctor Who that maybe weren't there in the sort of original series. So I think a lot of fans see it as a good bridge between the two actually yeah i think it helped um sort of give give the bbc uh an, a good idea of what they could do with it um in in the modern era you know um yeah even today i i occasionally will see the film for one reason or another and um and there there are a lot of hints um that i believe that they used to inform themselves on what where they wanted to go Mm -hmm. and how they wanted to approach it, you know. Um, so I think it was a great bridge um, between the old and the new. Um, and and I, I think they really fulfilled a lot of different... I mean, there were so many cooks in the kitchen, three huge entities that were dictating what they wanted them to do and sure. what how they wanted that show to go. And honestly, I feel like they really did... Um, sort of some kind of miraculous work to be able to inform a whole new public about Doctor Who in America and also to uh, have a lot of, uh, what is the word, um, to really give a good tip of the hat to the old series. Yeah. Um, yeah. To have, to bring Sylvester into it for the regeneration stuff. Uh, I know there was some resistance to them doing that and, mm. and they got it. And uh, I think it would would wouldn't have been the same movie at all without having that. No, so no. I was sad that they didn't do that with Paul. I really felt like that was a, a missed opportunity there. But 
um, you know, what can you do? But I, I do. I think it was a, a, a really wonderful in-between kind of thing. <laughs> I know there was some controversy at the time. Um, they were, everyone was a little bit, I didn't know it at the time, but uh, the kissing stuff, I guess, was just sort of created this whole firestorm. Um, yeah. I actually was reading a book about that on my way to the UK to do my first Doctor Who visit, and um, I was reading this book on the plane, and I, I, and people were so upset about that kiss, <laughs> and uh, I, th- I was really scared. I thought, oh my god, I had no idea. It's your so, fault. Um, it's but your now, fault. <laughs> yeah, I started the whole darn thing, right? Now everybody's doing it. <laughs> That's right. Let's guess. Like, now we get it in every episode, <laughs> more or less. It's just about right. Yeah. I, I, they haven't kissed yet, though, right? The, the newest Doctor. No. Mr. No. Capaldi has not kissed Clara. So. Not in that way, no. 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 I don't no. think they've had some chaste, sweet kisses. <laughs> I was just wondering, did you actually, um, did you go back and sort of do any research or sort of look at any old episodes before you sort of filmed, or did you think it was better to go into it fresh, not knowing all the baggage of the old series? I didn't make that choice consciously. I didn't really have the time. Um, right. It was a pretty quick from... The moment that I got it to the moment that I was in Vancouver and shooting, it was just sort of hit the ground running. I really didn't have time to 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 uh, go back and look. However, I'm kind of glad that I didn't because as far as Grace is concerned, she didn't know him. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. didn't know anything. You know, she just knew about her little scientific world, and uh, so I think it it helped me sort of be true to that. Uh, I don't know how much that would have influenced me one way or another, but I felt looking back now, I'm like, that's good. And like I said, I was a little intimidated once I started to learn about it. And I don't think that's a really great way of walking into a show. You want to be as confident as possible to try to do a good job. Yeah. Um, So I don't know that that would have been a good thing for me to kind of pile on uh, as far as the intimidation factor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And from the um, when you say it moved quite quickly when you got the role, and then you were straight up to, or pretty much straight into Vancouver, and you you just went straight into production. Did you have to deal with, or did you have much dealing, uh, many dealings with anybody from the UK and the BBC, or was it all like the US and Canadian crew and all that stuff? Was there any any of the the BBC suits hanging around? Um, not that I was aware of. Um, I, I was basically just, uh, all I can recall at this point was, I'm sure there were, I'm sure there was probably some visits, right? uh, but I, I was unaware of it. I was just busy working, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. As best I've got in my recollection is, is that it was all Jeffrey, Matthew, Philip, Paul, Silv. Um, and those were the people that were really kind of kind of informing me about what the show itself was about. So okay. as far as BBC goes, I'm sure they were probably around. I just, and I may have met them, but I'm usually so focused on what I'm doing uh, that, uh, you know, I don't usually spend a lot of time with the suits types because I'm <laughs> kind of trying to stay in my, uh, uh, be the best actor I can be, you know. Sure, yeah. And I had plenty of work to do, so, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, because um, some of the subjects that have come up about the movie um, that a lot of people have spoke about in the past, and 
um, I think we've we've even mentioned it on the podcast a couple of times, is um, uh, when we say things like Sylvester being involved and um, certain elements that were included in the film, like um, uh, the whole TARDIS thing and how the master could have been and sonic screwdrivers and all that stuff um yeah i'm was that mainly all of um uh philip siegel's thing you know was this all you said he was working on this for many years to get this going so um was this his his bag his baby he didn't really have much in the way of uh interference should we say from the bbc oh i'm sure he did I mean, I can't imagine that he didn't. Um, I, I, I'm sure the BBC was all over it, um, as well as Universal and Fox. So, uh, yeah, um, I think that he had to answer to uh, many masters. <laughs> Forgive the pun. Um, <laughs> but I, I really think that he ha- he was probably uh, struggling with that regularly. Yeah. Yeah. Whether or not that that was happening while we were actually shooting uh, is a mystery to me. I don't know that there was a lot of that once we started shooting, but as far as the development of the script, um, et cetera, I think that was when he was probably dealing with a lot of, a lot of things. And, um, like I said, you know, there were specific demands. I'm, I'm certain, uh, by all of those entities, you know, to, to make certain things a certain way. Um, and like I said, I really feel like it was a miracle that he was able to pull it off because I think it stood on its own. Uh, yeah. There was enough information to educate the people like me who didn't know anything about it. Um, and yet it still had the charm and it still had um, some new elements. Um, as far as I know, uh, there were new elements to his doctor. Um, I know Paul was really interested in... in um, a, a melancholy kind of a uh, approach, okay. yep. you know, a mm-hmm. loneliness to that doctor. Um, and, and, uh, the fact that, you know, he, he the, the, the load that he was carrying wasn't, uh, wasn't a small thing. And, and so I, I feel some of his betrayal was, uh, reflected that. And so I think that was in the script as well. Right. Um, as well as all the charming, fun, silly stuff, and again, I, I just really loved the the quick repartee that we got to play with so much of the time. Mm-hmm. Even when it wasn't necessarily screaming out in the script, I think we found the rhythm to that. And so much of comedy is a rhythmic kind of a thing. And um, um, and the adventure of it, you know. Yeah. I just, I, I th- I'm... I'm proud of that little movie. I really am. <laughs> <laughs> and there I was going to ask actually, yeah, if you were, if you were happy with the with the finished result, because there is a lot of love in it. And one thing that does come through when you watch it is these little details that are thrown in for the fan and for new new viewers. But yeah, I wondered if like you know, were you happy when it was done? And I don't know how long it was before you watched it after you'd finished it. But were you happy with the finished product? Uh, well, honestly, I'm terrible at watching myself and yeah. even listening to myself. Like I don't know that I'll be able to sit down and listen to this uh, later <laughs> because I just, uh, it's really hard for me to do. I'm not really, eh, it's creepy. Um, but, and, and also as an actor, I don't know that it's a good thing to necessarily have a picture of yourself in your head when you mm. step in front of the camera. Um, and that's really hard to kind of get rid of if you've spent a lot of time watching yourself. So uh, I tend to shy away from all of that. So I will say this, this is kind of a funny story. Um, we were invited to this big to do um, the 
first big opening red carpet to to da moment uh, <laughs> for the movie at the Directors Guild Theater, and I wasn't certain that I was going to be able to sit and watch myself, you know, through the whole thing. I just wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do it. And it was just packed. There were millions of people there. There were all this press. Um, I had chosen a seat in the very back row so that I knew that if I had to get out, I wouldn't be noticed. I could just slip out the back. And truthfully, that's exactly what I did. I sat down, I watched the very first um, several scenes but as soon as I think it was, <laughs> I think it was, I think it was when I was running in slow mo down the hallway with my shoes in my hand. Oh, in the big dress. That I just, yeah. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. So I just, I had to get up and I went outside and had a glass of wine and waited for everyone else to to be done with it. And uh, so I didn't watch it for years. Right. Uh, and um, I just, I knew I had a great time doing it. I yeah. knew that. People were pleased with what they were seeing in the dailies, um, and and that was good enough for me uh, for a long time. And then I think it was actually at a convention or something where I sat down and watched it um, and saw it for the first time, really. And I think that's the first time. And, and it was in front of a bunch of people, you know, so it was kind of mm. weird. And we were sort of doing comments as we watched it and stuff like that. And it was kind of fascinating. It was hard to kind of make comments because my eyes were really wide. I was, I was just so uh, blown away by seeing what it all looked like. I thought it was a beautiful film. I thought, mm. first of all, Glenn McPherson, our cinematographer, was so good. Um, I really think he did a beautiful job. And so in just that respect, plus the, the technology of the time, was we were really using what we had at that time, um, yeah. as far as, as far as, uh, special effects, et cetera. So all of that, I was fairly impressed with, I mean, really impressed with, um, it's and, beautifully um, shot. Actually, that's one of the things we, we said in the review, it's really nicely directed. You know, some of the shots of the way it's all sort of twirling around and it is really beautifully shot. Yeah, I agree. I really think that, you know, everybody did a great job. Um, I, there's not really anything about it that I can point to and say we failed there. You know, mm. I can probably, I won't publicly do this for you now, but I can probably point to a few moments that I had as an actor where I could see that I wasn't absolutely thrilled with what I did a few moments here and there where I was like, ah, could have done that better, but that's mm. normal. Um, another reason why I don't like to watch myself, <laughs> um, but it can be educational. That's for sure. But for the most part, I was really pleased. And I, I, um, what I felt on the set was there on the screen. Yeah. You know, the joy that we had working together, I could see it. Um, and it really worked well. So I was very pleased with that and relieved, to be honest. But yeah, so I've seen it a few times since then. I did this thing a few years back on the 50th anniversary year um, where I gathered people um, online to actually sit down and watch the film together. Um, we called it Regenerate, E-I-G-H-T, right? Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. And, um, <laughs> and I basically just picked a date. I have a web Dalek um, who helps me technologically. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he suggested that we do this. And I was like, is it even possible? And he said, sure. So we did this thing. Um, we built up to it for a couple months. We thought maybe 200, 300 people would be you know, watching it with us. 
I, I got uh, Gary Russell, who wrote the book about the movie. Um, yeah. He was in Cardiff. Uh, I got a guy named Ken Deep, who is a huge Doctor Who fan and who does conventions over here and is a good friend of mine. Uh, he lives in New York, so he was in New York. Um, I got Yiji from the movie. Uh, he was in Vancouver because he's a Canadian, and that's where he lives. And and then I got uh, me in L.A., and we all sat down, and we did a big countdown, 10, 9, 8 kind of thing. <laughs> Everybody pushed start at the same time, and we all watched the film together, and um, we did a chat while we were watching it, and it was really informative. I, I learned a lot that I didn't know before um, mm. and had accidentally pulled together a bunch of people that had very different perspectives and um, information that I did, was un, unaware of. So it really was an informative, really cool chat. And um, turns out we had over 7,000 households wow. involved watching the film. And these weren't we can only count one household, but they, a lot of people were having big parties and watching it together. So there were lots and lots of people. And then 84 countries, I think, were represented. So that's how many people were and how many different countries. I mean, it was across the world. Um, Australia, Brazil, um, places that I hadn't even heard of before. <laughs> um, people were watching it. And then there were over 10,000 people that were twittering chatting doing comments of some sort about the movie as we were watching it and so i don't know that those people were actually sitting down some of those people were at work um <laughs> but uh yeah so it turned out to, to be this incredible thing but i really felt like uh especially in america you know they didn't release the film here until 2011 uh wow. so a lot of americans if they weren't old enough and didn't get the VHS recorded, um, really didn't know about the movie. And yeah. so I was really trying to make uh, a stand. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> I really want, every, at least in America, I really wanted a lot of Americans who had not seen it to see it. And so I was pointing them to links where they could buy the film um, and and a lot of people did, and um, it was a great success. That sounds awesome. It does uh, sound really good. Yeah, we should do it again. I'd like to be a part of that. Okay. <laughs> cool. Let's, let's do it. I'll, let's work do that, it. I'll work that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so more questions. Um, now, from what I understand, um, working on a movie or a TV show, um, there can be a lot of waiting around while shots are being set up and all that kind of stuff, especially if there's things like visual effects or car chases, motorbike chases, all that kind of stuff. Um, what's, what was like a typical um, day or a typical evening or whatever shoot was like with, with Paul? So when you were not in front of the camera, um, what was it like just hanging out with Paul? Because I imagine there was a bit of time to kill while they were setting up different shots and stuff. Sure. Um, honestly, it was almost... 100% shot at night. Okay. So um, we were all in our own world. Anybody who's worked the night shift knows what I'm talking about. It's You start to kind of, especially if you're working with a handful, a good, good big handful of people, you just forget the rest of the world even exists because everyone else is sleeping, you know? It's just mm -hmm. a very strange. 
And the longer it goes on, the weirder it can get, um, especially if you're not good at sleeping during the day. So you can get kind of dingy, um, which for me is normal. Uh, I'm always <laughs> a little bit dingy. But um, so, uh, and Paul and I, I just guess we just laughed all the time. That is my memory of uh, the downtime was okay. we were just laughing all the time. I, I remember one specific time when it was Sylv and Paul and I, and we were all sitting in our chairs in the dark somewhere waiting for this, you know, for them to be ready for us. And um, they were trying to teach me how to, they were trying to teach me some kind of dialect, and, um, like how to say cow. That's what I really remember. Cow. I can't do it. Even to this day, I can't do it. <laughs> but I just, because I kept trying, they kept laughing. And so that was just one little memory that I have of us just laughing until we were crying. Um, and then I think one night we went to a pub mm -hmm. um, and we're drinking, you know, pints. <laughs> and Sylv whipped out some spoons and started playing them. So that was the first time I'd experienced that. I was amazed, still am to this day. Uh, every time he plays the spoons, I'm always amazed at how good he is. I should learn. He actually, loves those spoons. Yeah, he yeah. does. I know it. <laughs> he really does. And he should. It's a great, I mean, it's just the coolest thing i mean who does that right <laughs> it's a dying self, art self is the only one i know yeah it's dying art um and so yeah so we we spent a lot of time just laughing um i seem to recall being in a music store and we were sort of sharing music i he was educating me with about the smiths and stuff like that okay yep. um and i was kind of getting him into some billy holiday um, he was already, I think, aware of her, but, um, I, I picked out a few albums. I, we did some kind of music and he was very into opera. So he knew all about Puccini and all of that. So that was helpful, mm. but that's the best I've got. I think other than it was just so much fun. You had a good time. Mm -hmm. One of the things I noticed you talking about, um, filming at night, actually, when we rewatched it, um, the other week for our review was the last scene in the film where and I hadn't really picked up on this before, but you can see that it's absolutely bucketing down with rain. And yeah. I was just, yeah. Yeah. I was just, it was looks very like unhappy. It was tough, yeah. Yeah. The hair is, everyone's hair is very frizzy. Paul's wig is very frizzy. I was just thinking that looks like that wasn't, yeah, the funnest time to do that. It actually, I, I, like I said, I love weather, but it, I mm. know that it was freaking everybody else out because continuity wise, yeah. it's not very um, kind to the continuity people. Um, but we just sort of had to do it. Um, and, and I do remember <laughs> this is something that Yuji did. Um, <laughs> there's a moment when Yuji's kind of backing away from us as he's leaving. And we were at this park where they're, you know, where they had all these like cement slabs oh, yeah. as a walkway mm -hmm. over the water. And, um, Yuji, when he was backing away, <laughs> accidentally <laughs> slipped or just stepped <laughs> the wrong way and went in the water. Um, didn't fall. I don't think he fell down. He just stepped into the water and it was like splash. And so that was a, he was very, very wet at that point. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we all had curly wet hair in that scene. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the things a lot of people sort of ask, and this I might be jumping the gun. I'm sure one of our listeners has asked this, but if they had a, 
gone on to commission a series, um, w- would you have been up for doing a full series? Oh, I would have loved it. I mean, what's yeah. not to love? I mean, you know, knowing that we worked so well together, it was a great character. Um, all the different adventures we could have gone on, all the fun stuff that we could have done. Um, and I, and it would have been shot in Vancouver, which is one of my favorite places on the planet. So all of, for all those reasons, I would have jumped at the chance. Um, I wasn't sure that I would have been invited, you know, until I think it was the final week of shoot when Matthew Jacobs, um, we were standing around in the dark uh, waiting and um, he just, kind of casually asked if I would be interested in coming along if they, if they picked it up. And yeah. I think I screamed, yes, and hugged him, <laughs> which gave him almost gave him a heart attack. Um, <laughs> they scared him to death. <laughs> but yeah, no, 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 I would have been thrilled. Oh, my goodness. That would have been so much fun. And ha- have you been, has there ever been any mentions of a possibility of you coming back at all? Have you, has anybody asked you that a possibility from... Um, over in Vancouver, the US, or somebody from the BBC, has it ever been mentioned to you since then? Only in, in, in uh, only as a um, sad kind of comment that it's the, the the characters of Grace and Chang Lee are owned by I think Universal, and they own the rights to those characters. So, hmm. um, and for whatever reason, the BBC or anybody else, even Big Finish, uh, haven't been able to get the rights so that the characters can't be reproduced in any way. So oh, I've, yeah. I've done some Big Finish work, but only as different characters. Yeah. So that's kind of a sad little thing. Uh, they're kind of locked away in some kind of limbo, those characters. We, that's we, a shame. Yeah, we should petition that immediately. Mm. People, would, I think people would love to have have those characters back on Big Finish, yeah, because people love Paul on the Big Finish audios, and it would be so good to have some adventures with you with you back, with Grace as well. For sure. Yeah. It would be so, yeah, it would be, you know, And Chang Li, the three of you, I think, would be just awesome. Absolutely. We, we, we would all love it, I'm sure, but I just don't know that it'll ever happen. But yeah, go ahead and start a petition, for goodness sake. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it for sure. <laughs> well, things seem to be moving big time and big finish at the moment. So anything is possible, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing great. And there has, great been, um, there has been a lot of interest, actually, in um, uh, Paul McGann and the Eighth Doctor's um, era because um, uh, Stephen Moffat, the, the showrunner for um, uh, the show at the moment, has, sure. um, I don't know if you saw it, but there was like a small... Um, I think it was a 10 or 12 minute episode that they did for the 50th anniversary with Paul. Um, yes, where they of course filmed. I saw that webisode. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So um, I, there is some definite interest for his doctor and his era. And there's also um, there's a new um, uh, uh, Titan comic run as well that's going to come out um, for the eighth doctor too. So there's definitely a lot of interest for his, his doctor and his era. So um, I, I think if we, if there's a way that you guys could get on that as well, it would be so cool. Because, like Adam said, I think there are so many more adventures for you guys to go on. Mm-hmm. It would be amazing. You know what's interesting is I, I, I think you're right. I think that there's a huge fan base for him, and I think that it was fantastic what um, Stephen did with that little webisode. I really, I, I think. 
that was his tip of the hat to the eighth doctor, which was sort of, you know, w we all sort of felt funny about where we fit in. Um, and I think there's been some controversy over the years back and forth about what's canon, what isn't, et cetera, et cetera. And, mm -hmm. Um, and I think that was Stephen's way of sort of saying, you know, he's, he's the eighth doctor and it's, it really happened <laughs> and you can't take that away. It really, he was number eight and yep. eight comes after seven and before nine. So there he is. Exactly. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that that really could be, um, received well if it was ever able to kind of happen, but yeah. Like I said, who knows about these rights? I mean, it would be really <laughs> fascinating to talk to somebody who, who knows for sure what the what that would entail to get the mm. rights yeah. and to bring those characters all back together again. Yeah. Well, if um, the Eighth Doctor is canon, then you guys are canon. There's no doubt. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll we'll have a word with our people. They'll talk to your people. Okay. <laughs> and we'll go from there. But uh, in all seriousness, that was one of the main, um, that was one of the questions that popped up um, uh, the most, I think, from our listeners was, um, yeah. uh, would would Daphne continue um, as a companion if it was offered? Is Daphne going to come back? Blah, blah, blah. So there's definitely um, um, a, a need for you guys to come back. Put it well, that you, way. Know, you know what's interesting too um, to that end, um, in the webisode, he lists his past companions. Yeah. But you'll notice that he does not list Grace or Chang Lee um, because they can't legally do it. Oh, and so, um, yeah, it was like I, I sat there watching it and I was like, wait a minute, dang it. You know, <laughs> I was just like, shoot. Um, yeah, really sad. Uh, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> With Doctor Who, anything is possible. That's the other thing. They can always find a way around these things. Yes, they can. Like, yeah. it wasn't, I'm, I'm probably going to get myself into trouble here, but wasn't he only supposed to have 12 lives? <laughs> oh, Ooh, oh, and there's a whole can of worms. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. A, yeah. And so now we've got, we've got, we've got John Hurts involved in there. I'm not sure I understand all of that, but um, mm. I love him and I'm yeah. thrilled. But, you know, there, yeah, there's, there are ways around it. <laughs> sure. um, I was thinking, Gary, talking of our listeners' questions, um, should we rattle through a few of those? Sure. Yeah, sure. Um, actually, I've got um, another question before we get on to okay. the listener ones. Um, uh, Daphne, when um, an actor has um, finished with his uh, contribution as the Doctor and um, the BBC kind of... Um, go into this lockdown period where they start auditions for new actors to play the Doctor and so on. Um, every time that happens, there's always a big discussion about um, should we have a female Doctor? Um, and I wanted to get your thoughts on that, on how you felt about having, or if if there was to be a female Doctor, if, if you, if you think that really would be cool, get me in trouble. would you think that would be cool or... <laughs> Well, not so much. I would love it. I mean, for me, from my perspective, which is not, you know, I'm, I'm probably not the right person to talk to about this because <laughs> I don't have the same history that you guys all have as far as growing up with it and feeling so, I don't know, um, protective over it and know everything there is to know about the doctor. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, from an actor's perspective, I think, and I'm not saying that I would, 
be the person that should play him. Um, but <laughs> I, I definitely think a, a female doctor would be really fascinating to see. Yeah. And um, I think they could get a lot of mileage out of it too. It could be, I think, funny, very funny. But but I know that there, there are a lot of people that I'm close to that love the doctor and they do not feel that way. They just think that that's just too too far, a bridge too far or something. So I don't right. know. But I, I think it could be pretty fascinating to see. Okay. I think we found a good way of bringing you back. Ah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you go. I don't know. I don't know. If, I think an American and a woman, I don't know. That's. I think it was almost too much for everybody to have an American companion, <laughs> you know, yeah, too. That'd I think be that a, was like, oh. <laughs> we'd have a, everybody crazy. a Doctor Who meltdown. Everybody would have a freak right. out. <laughs> Yeah. However cool it might be, people have a freak out. Um, okay, shall we? Shall we, yeah, shall we um, rattle through some some questions that our listeners sent in? Otherwise, we'll get in trouble. Yes. Okay. We? And then we'll, yeah. Right. Um, so this was from uh, a listener, a listener called Callum MacArthur, um, and I'm pretty sure we know the answer to this one. Uh, would you come back to the series um, um, or Big Finish with Paul McGann? I actually have come back. Uh, I did work with Paul, I think it was in 2004. We did a big finish um, thing together, but I wasn't able, obviously, to play Grace. Yeah. If they ever release Grace from her chains of um, hell, um, (laughs) I would be there in a heartbeat. It would be so much fun to kind of explore where Grace is today. Um, And any chance to work with Paul again, of course, would be welcomed. So, um, and we did, we had a great time doing the big finish thing. I think it was called the next life. And I played a a character called perfection or something, um, which was daunting (laughs) to say the (laughs) least, but, uh, it was a lot of fun. We had a great time and, um, I would love to do that. Yeah. Callum also asked actually, um, if there was another doctor that you could work with, um, who would you who would you like it to be? Obviously, you've already worked with Sylvester and Paul. So, is there any other doctor that you would love to appear with? Ah, I'm always terrible at this, and there's probably a question there: Who's your favorite doctor, too? Um, <laughs> I should just abstain, but I'm going to say what I, I what I really feel and makes Paul just sort of throw up. Um, I think that every single doctor, and I've seen a smattering of all of them, I'm fairly certain. Yes, I've seen at least one episode of every single doctor. And I just think they're all unique. And they all Mm. bring something really cool and different and exciting to the character, to, to the story. So I'm up for all of them. I, I'm partial to obviously my doctor and to Sylvester, who I adore. Um, and um, Peter and Capaldi. Met, um, I, I would love to work with Peter. He's I have not met him, um, and I think he's just a fabulous actor. Uh, I, I just think he's so much fun to watch. So I would, and I've watched him in over, over the years in many things. So I, I I'm a fan, um, and I I love Matt Smith. I love Eccleston. I, I love Tennant. I love all the new guys. Um, I love Troughton. I thought he was f- so funny. Yeah. And yeah. the way he and Fraser worked to get together reminded me a little bit of the way it, uh, this 
I don't know, there was a similar kind of feel um, to their working together that I felt I had with Paul. And maybe that's not fair to say, maybe I'm, you know, speaking too highly of myself, but I just thought they were so amazing. And there was this little tit for tat that they had going, um, little quick looks to each other. Uh, there was a rhythm to it. They did. Um, they were so cute together. And <laughs> so, yeah, I, I would have loved to work with Troughton mm. and, um, I think Peter Davison is lovely. I just think he's so funny and smart. I have met him. Um, real sweetheart. Um, I love Colin uh, so much. Um, I mean, we sing together when we see each other. So <laughs> we, <laughs> would, we be would have the best. Oh, my God. We're, it's just so much fun <laughs> to hang out with him. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I can't really point to anyone that I would you know, choose over another, really, um, because I think they're all so interesting and wonderful. So sure. that's my diplomatic answer. And okay. Paul always kind of glares at me <laughs> when I <laughs> give that answer. He's like, oh, shut up. <laughs> I can't help it. That's the way I feel. So there you go. So you like plenty of doctors, then. It's not just Paul. You're a fan of of quite a few, it sounds like. I'm a like. fan of, of all of them. I really am. I think my there's certain things about Eccleston's performance that I really loved. Um, I think Tennant is just ooh, amazing. Um, Matt Smith was, you know, for me, was when I really submersed myself into the show. Um, that was my opportunity to really get a strong feeling of what it's like to sort of see it all. And, mm. um, and I think he was just fantastic you know yeah um and i loved what moffat has done for the show um russell t davies was you know amazing as well so there's it's hard because i just feel like everybody when they bring their game to the show um i i can see the value and the talent there so yeah it's hard to to kind of eliminate anybody really cool um one of the questions that um You'd have to excuse us. This question's going to come up quite a lot, as you can probably imagine. Um, one of the um, questions from our listener, Daniel Seligman, he says, do you watch the new series? And if so, which new Doctor do you think you would have the most fun traveling with? So I guess you've kind of answered that already, but um, do you watch the new series with Capaldi? And I've seen some of it. I haven't seen it all. I'm actually so busy right now doing, um, uh, I'm, I'm producing a film. So I'm, literally 24 seven working on that and have not been able to check out some of the news newest stuff. But I, I did see the first several episodes and, um, and I felt, Oh good. Okay. They've got it in hand. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. but I would love to work with uh, Matt Smith. I just, yeah, he just cracked me up and he was also, <laughs> I think conflicted where they took him, uh, in the story was really fascinating to watch. Um, I thought, um, so yeah, but I mean, Tenant is amazing too. So it's just I'm terrible. I can't. I can't really just pick one. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you want a piece of all of them. <laughs> I do. Dang it. Dang it. I want to kiss them all. <laughs> I've got a question here that I love. Um, I'm just sort of scrolling down a little bit, Gary. So uh, from Callum, Callum Johnston, he says, um, "If you could play a monster instead of Grace, which monster would you play?" Well, the scariest one for me is uh the weeping angels so i think mm. that i could 
I could do a really good weeping angel. I think that would be my choice right there. I think they're <laughs> yeah. so scary. Still give me the heebie-jeebies. They are a good one. They are a good one. Yeah, weeping mm-hmm. angels. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go to um, George Coppen. Uh, are there any scenes or moments from the movie that really stand out for you? <clears throat> I really thought that the... There's a couple. One is... Um, it's a really short little scene, but I just think it's so funny when we're in the elevator together and I don't know who he is yet. Um, neither does he for that matter. And he just keeps staring at me in the elevator oh, yeah. and I'm yeah. just so grossed out. I'm just like, Oh goody. Uh, I've got a live one here. I just thought that scene was so <laughs> funny. Uh, I don't think there was any dialogue even, but I, I just love that little moment. Also, um, I really loved the scene in the ambulance um, where we're going like a bat out of hell. Um, I'm kind of pissed off at him and he's just irritating me. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's such just that quick, quick repartee again. Um, it's just a crazy little scene. And I, I, I was intimidated by that scene. I was, I knew it was going to have to be really perfect. And um, and felt like that we we actually achieved what we needed to in that scene. So I I love that scene. Oh, cool! But there's many scenes. I think there's, there's several scenes in Grace's apartment that I love between Paul and I that I thought were really cool. Yeah, so pretty to watch. Yeah, cool. So it sounds like it's more the 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 smaller intimate moments, whether it be comedic or 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 quite deep. Those interactions with Paul, even though they wouldn't be classed as like the classic standout scenes like the regeneration and that kind of stuff but those little scenes where the two of you are very you're in the, you're in the zone sort of thing yes yeah I, I, and i <clears throat> there are several of those i uh, that we, we those moments that we found that were just yeah i don't know it just makes it all worthwhile as an actor it's it's kind of rare honestly right. um i've been in the business for a really long time and i can maybe count on one hand, how many great experiences, really, really uh, satisfying actor, actor-wise, um, yeah, satisfying experiences on on film. I've had probably more of those feelings, uh, more of those moments in, on stage than I have on film. Um, so yeah, interesting. Yeah, and and like I said, I don't always get parts on film that are like that, you know, where I can really have fun with a comedic kind of moment. Um, I have, I have done on stage several characters where I've gotten to really have some fun that way. Um, and maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Cause I, I seem to play a lot of women that cry a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why, but I, 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 yeah, I get a lot of really dramatic, crazy dramatic roles. <clears throat> Um, which are, can be very satisfying too. I mean, I've had some really incredible moments from an actor's perspective. There was a mini series I did called intruders where I had to do some really crazy stuff, really challenging stuff as an actor. And, um, and I felt like I did it, you know, when you walk away from something and feel like, okay, I think I got that. You can always find room for improvement. That's a fact, but when you feel like, hey, I, I left it on the floor, as they say. I, I, I went out there and I gave it everything. And um, 
and so that in, in a way has to be enough. Um, especially since unless you're editing it and directing it and doing everything, you're, you, you really, all you have is between action and cut. Yeah. And mm. so if you can feel that you've achieved what you were, what, what your job was, which is to be completely committed, um, and believe what's happening to you, um, be really as pure as you can with that and seamless as you can and believable as you can, then, then you've done your job, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> so you, f- you feel like you, um, you, you got some of that when you were working with Paul. So those, I get a lot. Yeah. A lot of that. Yeah. So those cool scenes where even like little things, like you were saying, like when he's just staring at you yeah, in the, in the elevator is <laughs> really funny, like those little things. So you felt like they, you kind of, once, once the, your scene had finished, you just kind of strutted off and you're like, yeah, nailed it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, let me put it this way. I felt like I, like I said, I hadn't seen it for the, the film itself for so many years after the fact. So, um, I, all I could do is judge it by how it felt in the moment. And mm. there, there's a side of you that's going through the experience, but you know, if we did this right, that's going to be super funny. That's mm-hmm. going to be a, 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 hopefully a laugh out, mo- out loud moment, you know? Mm. Um, and I love making people laugh if, <laughs> if I can. Even if they laugh at me, that's okay with me. <laughs> I've decided. <laughs> one of the one of the little scenes that I've always loved is the very last scene. Actually, saying just about little scenes that perhaps are not, you know, not sort of um, stand out or anything, but they they sort of work nicely. And I've always loved it when the doctor asks Grace to go with him, and she turns around and says, "No, you come with me." And I just I've always yeah. just loved the fact because you know it's like it's the fact he's really surprised that. It's almost as if oh, I've never really thought, of, you know, never really, no one's really asked me to go with them before. It's always me that does yeah. all the work. So I, I just, I've always just loved that little scene, you know. Yeah, that's that's down to the writing, you know. Um, yeah. There were there were lots of really wonderful little moments and and firsts from what I've been told by that 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 relationship, you know. Um, and so. Uh, and that was a cool moment. You know, she, she, Grace is a strong female character. And, mm. um, and it does, in fact, I think, doesn't she even save the world or something? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she jump starts yeah. the TARDIS, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. then goes and gets the doctor out of that thing and sort of saves everything. You know, so that was kind of cool, too. It took yeah, me a long definitely... time to remember that. Hey, yeah, I still saved the world. <laughs> <laughs> she definitely earns her place on the TARDIS, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, one yeah. of our other listeners did ask that. Debbie, Debbie Melrose, she said, um, how did it feel to have been part of the film that paved the way for the new version and direction of Doctor Who? Um, which is kind of true. It does kind of all fit in with that, I think. Yeah, it took me a long time to kind of um, maybe, you know, to really actually think that, you know, that it had influenced anything at all, really. But the longer that I'm around fans and see the new series, et cetera, and then reflect at, you know, um, what, what place the movie has for, uh, in, in the world of Dr. Who. And I, I just do, I see it as a, um, a lot of indications. There's lots of stuff as we've talked about before mm. that, um, influenced the new series and, um, helped kind of bring it into um, the modern era. And, yeah. um, you know, I, 
I, even though I know that there are people that were, had mixed feelings about that, um, partly I think because it was, um, partially American made, um, I think that was also an issue for a lot of the fans that were, you know, diehard fans from the beginning, you know? Sure. So, um, but I do, I see it as a, as a, it just informed the new series to some extent. And I've even been told that by, um, yeah. Bill Collinson, the producer yeah. for the new series in the first several years. Um, I was on a panel with him in Chicago years ago, uh, and he actually said said that right out loud, and it was the first I'd ever heard of it. Anybody mm. say anything like that? So I thought, oh, okay, I didn't know that. Great, <laughs> yeah. made yeah. me feel less like uh, I snuck in the back door, and I really don't <laughs> really belong here. Which both Eugene and I have felt at uh, one time or another. In the very beginning, when we first started doing conventions, we were always like, "Are you sure you want me to come? Okay, mm -hmm. I'll come. I'll, I'll sure." But yeah, it was. We weren't really sure how we fit in, but I think it's, it's, it's all there now. And I think, I think the movie stands on its own. I think it was, it's still funny to watch, I think. Um, yeah, and like yeah. I said, it's just a beautiful, beautifully shot. And yeah, I think they pulled it off. I think they did. There's a lot of love in that film. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, we've got a, we and have got quite a lot. Oh yeah. I gotta say we have got quite a lot of, um, questions from our listeners, a lot of which has been covered and we want to get on to talking about your new project. So I'm just going to um, give a sort of shout out, I think, to, to the people who have asked stuff that we've kind of covered um, and because uh, of time wise. So Yanto Williams, Harry, Harry Williams, Ryan Anthony, uh, Matthew Gibson Duxbury, James Wilson from Hugh Alex Reviews, Liam Egan and Thomas Andrew Evans, plus Harry Walker and Jace Howes, all ask questions and uh, would all like to say a big hello to you. So just wanted to get their names in there because they all submit stuff and we've kind of covered it. And we want to get on to talking about your new product as well. So okay. those guys all hey, say hi. Everybody. I'm saying hi back and thank you so much for sending questions in. That makes me feel, it makes me feel good. What can I say? <laughs> we, we, we literally got loads. And I, oh, yeah, I just think for time-wise, uh, if we had time, we'd, we'd be here all night. But yeah, we got loads of questions and thanks everyone who sent one in do you, that's really cool do you get asked a lot of those questions at conventions as well is, is are they popular questions like would you like to carry on as as grace and all you know if the series I get, was picked I get up that, sure i get that i get that question um i get i think the most common question is who's your favorite doctor okay um and let me see and what was paul like to work with yeah. um <laughs> And how was he to kiss? <laughs> oh. oh my how, God! Yeah. How was it? How was it? How was, how was he? <laughs> <laughs> now look what I did. Look what I just did. Out of ten. Absolutely. Yeah. Out of ten. He was lovely. What can I say? Look, the thing that was funny for me is is that I felt like I mean I've had to I'm not gonna you know I, I I've had to kiss a lot of my leading men. You know what I mean? I. Mm. I've had to do that. So I didn't think much about it. I just thought, especially the first kisses were in the park. And I just thought that was funny. I <laughs> do that again. You know, that line, I, that was one of my favorite lines. I just thought it was so funny. Um, so yeah, if it makes me laugh, um, then I'm always in, in, in good shape. Um, but no, he was, he was lovely and he was a gentleman and, um, 
you know, we, that final kiss was the one where we actually talked about how we would do that. And, um, chaste was the word of, of choice. So, um, and that's what we did, you know, it was just, it was just sweet. It wasn't nearly as sexual as I think people felt about it at the time, especially after having seen some of the kisses since, um, mm. where even I was kind of like, wow, that's super sexual. Yeah, like, whoa, um, whoa, yeah. <laughs> where I didn't feel that way with, with our, with, uh, our kisses. I felt like they were funny and then chased, you know? So yeah, that's how that was. It was wonderful. <laughs> were they, um, was that in one take or did you want to do some more? <laughs> <laughs> You're just terrible. Um, let me put it this way. If we'd had to do it again, I would not have complained. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> no complaints here. No complaints. So let's jump in the TARDIS then and come up to date in the future. And uh, I've been seeing all these wonderful pictures on Facebook of you in what looks like a most amazing location for your latest project called Once More We're Feeling. So tell us a bit about that. Well, it was, um, I've, I've been writing for years and um, just never really did anything with it. I mostly just wrote for myself, really. Um, and then lately, in the last few years, I thought I really should just do what I always tell everyone to do, which is create your own opportunities and, um, you know, uh, don't wait for other people to give you a job, especially actors, because most of our lives are spent waiting for someone else to say yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. which can be, you know, really irritating sometimes. So, uh, and, and these days with all of our, you know, amazing technological, uh, um, abilities or whatever opportunities you can do, um, it yourself. <clears throat> so I had written a film and I really love this film. Um, it's a feature-length film, and I was I was learning how to produce because I've never produced a film. I've done a couple stage productions where I've produced uh, plays, but um, never films. So I thought I better educate myself. So I started talking to people and reading books, and um, just really saw what a huge endeavor it is. So I then thought, you know what? Let's do a short first. Um, let's start small and work your way up. Um, get your arms around it, learn, and then, um, and then get into the longer version. But uh, yeah, so I decided to go ahead and dig out a short that I'd written years ago after I had gone to the amazing Joshua Tree National Park for just to hang out years ago. And I climbed a rock. I've got a problem with heights. I knew I had a problem with heights. But when I saw this rock and I climbed up, I didn't think it was a problem. It just didn't seem like it was that high. Mm, as soon sure. as I get to the top, I turn around to come down and had a horrible attack of heights, <clears throat> fear. And um, just basically just laid down on the rock. I got stuck there, freaking <laughs> out for like an hour and a half. And... Oh. Yeah. Um, while I'm experiencing this, <clears throat> I'm also, there's a side of my brain that's watching myself go through this. And I just think this is the funniest thing. I mean, I look so stupid. <laughs> and so I, I knew that it was funny from the outside looking in, but anyway, so I finally forced out of sheer will, got myself off of that rock, basically just uh, out of the fear of the humiliation, <clears throat> 
that I would feel when they had to call the fire department or something. And, and I would be telling them to get away from me. Don't touch me. Um, <laughs> I'm not putting on that ladder. No, I cannot let go of the rock. Just go away. Um, and I just thought, this is so stupid. I can't have this happen. And so I, I actually just forced myself off the rock. And I left there never looking back. I thought, I don't need to ever see Joshua Tree again. I don't ever need to do this. I just <laughs> was ready to leave. And, but I knew it was funny, so I thought, I'm going to write this as a short. So I did, um, and put it away. And so now, years later, um, I think I should do a short. Let's do the short. So I grab it, and I also had worked several times with this actor, Jason Britt, who's an amazing actor on stage, um, and had seen him on stage as well many times, and just thought, I want to work with that guy, because um, I know he'll, he'll hit the ball back. And so then I had to rewrite the script because he's quite a bit younger than I am. And I thought, well, I can't have it be a love story if, if I'm going to be working with this young guy. Gross, right? So um, <laughs> I start to rewrite it and I'm rewriting it and I'm rewriting it and I just can't get it. It's just not happening. And, uh, you know, in a short, you only have like 15 to 20 pages to tell a whole story that anybody's going to care about. So you're, you're so limited. And um, I just finally gave in to the fact that the love story has to be there to make it an interesting, to get the story out quick, make it happen. And I'll just make that part of the conflict and part of the funniness of this moment. Um, and then of course my favorite film of all time is Harold and Maude, which Granted, I am not 80 years old, and Jason is not 18 or 19 <laughs> years old. Um, but, you know, there's a spread of age there. And I thought, well, okay, I'll just kind of go along with this. So then I started to write it, and it all was just coming out and worked well and created these funny moments. Um, and there's also some heavy dramatic stuff involved. We do deal with... Um, Issues of, 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 of suicide and PTSD and uh, just a lot of, there's an undercurrent of, of some real heavy stuff going on there, which mm. for me are my favorite films. When there's some really heavy, uncomfortable topics being dealt with and with humor yeah. whenever yeah. at all possible. I just think the pill is easier to swallow and it kind of can open you up to having a, an understanding yeah, um, sure. about issues when there's humor involved. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's sort of what I've got here is this crazy script with these two crazy people um, on a rock or two or three or four um, and the amazing backdrop of Joshua Tree. Um, we're raising funds right now. I hope I can raise enough to actually be able to shoot up there because it's not cheap. I basically have to bring all the crew with me and um, put them up, you know, so that's kind of expensive. Um, and so, yeah, that's what I'm working on now, like a crazy person. But it's very exciting and fulfilling even with all the, the work involved. But it's, it's really going to be fun, and I think it's going to be a really beautiful film to see. I've got a great director of photography and um, – two women directing it, co-directing, and a woman editor um, trying to fill as many spots with women as I can because I think that women are a little bit overlooked in this industry. 
Um, cool. I don't think it's by design. I think it's just the history of this industry. And so I think it's time to kind of, you know, look for the talented ladies out there who want to work. So that's yeah, what I'm doing. Very yeah, I exciting. noticed there was a lot of girl power on the, on this project. Yeah, female writer, female producer, female editor. Yeah, I wondered if that's a conscious choice or if that's just the way it worked out. No, I'm I'm consciously doing that. Um, yeah, uh, and I still have about half the crew to get, and I'm gonna keep on trying to find the ladies. Um, you know, because there's a lot of talent out there. Sure. And I don't see why not. You know, why not? Absolutely. Why not? Yeah. And we'll um, we'll put the link in because, as, as you said, you're you're raising money for this through Indiegogo. That's right, isn't it? Yes, we're on Indiegogo. Um, yeah. We're over halfway through. I think we have a couple more weeks or so to go. Um, and whether we make our goal or not, um, the funds are going to be used for the film. One way or another, the film will get made. If we can't go to Joshua Tree, then you know there are other places to shoot. Just they won't be quite as exquisite as that location is, but mm. um, it'll still be a beautiful film. We just have to find different rocks that are more local, you know. Yeah, um, that would save a lot of money. But I prefer to shoot there, so that's what I'm working towards every we'll, day. We'll we'll put a link in the we'll put a link in the show notes, and uh, obviously urge people to to give to this project because, uh, like you said, you've been posting a lot of photos on your official Facebook page, and it does look like an amazing location, and it's a it's a really cool idea. I like the fact it's inspired by a true event as well, something that actually happened to you. So, how, how long is this short going to be, roughly? Do you think? Right now we're at uh, 17 pages. I've been right. polishing and tweaking, um, and it was at 20, so it's down to 17. Um, Going to probably keep it about there, because um, you think of every page is about a minute. That's the way you kind of look at it overall. Um, but it does kind of go quickly. So sure. um, we had a read through the other night. We had a rehearsal, and we actually timed it with someone reading all of the descriptions because there's a lot of stuff where there's just action kind of thing happening and no dialogue whatsoever. So, and right. even in that read through, um, it was, I think 18 minutes long. And so, and that was when we had 20 pages. So it's going to be quick, but, uh, but it'll be a ride that you won't forget. <laughs> I hope. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. It's a crazy little ride. Yeah. And if people want to go over there um, to Indiegogo now and check it out and to uh, donate, just go on to Indiegogo.com and do a search for Once More With Feeling. Yeah. And there's a cool little video you've done, haven't you? Mm -hmm. Like a little YouTube video that uh, tells, you, tells you about it. So it's really good. Sounds very, Thank very you. cool. Yeah. And jumping in the TARDIS just once more to go into the future, Daphne, something I'm very excited about is you are coming to the UK for a couple of conventions. So I'm really hoping to, to meet you. Um, I think oh yeah, you've got to come. Yeah. I will. Yeah, yeah. I'm coming to the Chiswick one, Phantom Film one. Yeah. And right. what's the other one you're doing? Dimensions. Dimensions. Yes. Oh yes. Going to do those yep. two and to go see my friends get married. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not sure where they are right now, but <laughs> bring it. Bring your jumpers. Don't forget your jumpers. Yes, I'll bring my jumpers. I'll bring my jumpers. <laughs> this is in October. So, yeah, right. um, I think it's October 10 through the 16th or something that I'll be over there. Yeah, you'll need your jumpers then. Yep. In October. <laughs> yeah, you're I'm hoping sure. I can get oh, yeah. another big finisher. <laughs> oh, that would be great. That would be really good. We'd like some more big finish from you. 
that would be I'm awesome. hoping. I'm yeah. hoping. Yeah. We'll see. Cross your fingers. Well, <laughs> so that'd be cool, yes. Yeah. So we'll definitely get to one of those conventions and um, we'll say hi. Please cool. do. Yeah. I'd love to meet you guys face to face. Yeah, it'd be cool. Cool. So thank you very much, uh, Daphne, for taking the time out to to come on the show and answer some questions. And we know you're really busy at the moment with your new uh, your new project. Um, it's been really My pleasure. yeah, it's been great chatting to you. It's um, uh, you've got an in, uh, an infectious kind of um, uh, way of with people. You seem to find the humour and the funny side to life, which is great. A great attitude to have. So um, yeah, thank you for uh, thank you for that. It's been awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. And I hope we can meet in October. So that was the fantastic Daphne Ashbrook. She's lovely. She's really lovely, isn't she? Yeah. I, I really enjoyed, enjoyed talking to her. Genuinely, it's just really great. Yeah. Very, very cool. And we'll meet up with her um, in Chiswick. Is it yes. Chiswick? Yeah. It is Chiswick, yeah. Yeah. I did, um, I did actually look it up after we finished chatting. Um, and I'm sorry to say this time it's not in a pub. Uh, but it's uh, it's very close to a pub, so I'm sure we can, yeah, mosey on around the corner to that one. Oh, but cool. uh, yeah, it'd yeah. be good. And um, yeah, I think it's in October, and uh, there's some really good people there: Syl, Sylvester, um, Sophie, Bonnie Langford, I think. So it's only ten pound a ticket as well, so it's got to be done. Oh, sweet, cool. Yeah. Uh, remember to check out um, Daphne's new project, uh, Once More with Feeling. Um, if you just go over to Indiegogo. Uh, you can do a search for it on there. I'm sure you'll find it. And we'll stick a link in the show notes as well. Uh, it sounds like a really, really cool uh, project. So if you can go over there and, uh, and donate anything, that would be awesome source. It would, yeah. And also check out um, Daphne's official Facebook page because she's been posting loads of really great um, pictures uh, from the location on there. Mm, yeah. They are great. And she's also giving updates on it and um, posting little video snippets about it as well. So, yeah, do that because it's, it's worth it. Yeah, looks very cool. Yes. So that will wrap for our interview with Daphne and we will see you guys uh, next week for episode 50 where we're going to be reviewing Adam. Love and Monsters. Love and Monsters. That'll be an interesting one to do. It will be very interesting. Yeah, it will. (laughs) (laughs) So have a fantastic week, guys. And um, we will see you then. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And remember, Alonzi! Alonzi!